Aloha, and welcome to my Messy Little Life podcast. This is episode 40, Go With the Flow. A few weeks ago, I was talking to my therapist about my migraines. I was telling her that I was having a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that I would have to suffer from them so often. I had been tracking them, along with other perimenopause symptoms, looking for a pattern. I noticed that they seemed to be coming every three weeks. In fact, from the end of one to the beginning of the next one was 19 days, like a cycle. And within that cycle, they seem to be following a pattern. Before the migraine comes on, I'm usually really tired, sometimes a little depressed with food cravings and the munchies. It's subtle, so I don't always pick up on it. Then, unless I wake up with it, I'll start to feel it coming on. A sort of numbness in the right side of my face, my right hand, and my right foot. After that, the headache will start, usually on the right side of my head. And from there, I start to feel muscle tension in my shoulders and neck. And then it's official. I have a migraine. For the first day or two, I'm optimistic. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'm going to survive. I feel crappy, but still somewhat functional. I give myself a lot of grace about not being able to do everything that needs to be done. And for the fact that my son and I are staying home, spending an awful lot of time on screens. I usually say things like, it's okay to have a chill day once in a while. Maybe we needed to rest anyway will be fine. By day three, I feel much worse physically with nausea and stomach pain, lack of appetite and blurred vision. And then I slowly start to unravel. I have major mom guilt about the fact that my son most likely has gotten zero exercise and fresh air for days and that it feels like the migraine will never go away and that I'm stuck this way, and that I probably have permanent brain damage, and that everybody is so sick of hearing about this by now. By the fourth day, I'm less anxious and more ready to just get back to normal life. I start to look forward to being myself again, getting exercise, being able to be out in the sunshine, and being productive. The day after that, I usually wake up a little groggy, and I may still have a slight headache, but no longer feel sick with a migraine. By the time the whole thing is said and done, it feels like a production. It's so many days in a row to not feel like myself, and it doesn't seem fair. My therapist was helping me work on changing my resistance to acceptance and to reframe my thoughts. She told me that because I knew when to expect them, I would be able to plan ahead, which is how I'm wired. We talked about some of the ways I could prepare by rescheduling appointments, having groceries delivered, and making larger meals so I can have leftovers. She gave me the genius idea to make a bin for my son and to add four or five activities to it that he can do by himself for when I need to rest. She said to change it up every now and then to keep it fun. So far, I've added things like a journal and pen, a book of awesome facts, 
watercolor pens, Legos, Tinker Crates, Kinetic Sand, and a Rubik's Cube. So even though I was going to have migraines fairly consistently, at least I had a plan. And I blocked off the next one on my calendar, three weeks from the last, so I would know when it was coming. Then, a few days later, about two weeks too soon, I felt one coming on. I had woken up exhausted that day and couldn't stop yawning. I didn't really think anything of it. I'm always tired. I was snacking way more than usual, but just blamed it on hormones like I do everything else. But by that evening, I started to feel the numbness and the head pain. And that's when I realized what was going on. Instead of three weeks, it had only been one, so I was caught off guard. But instead of freaking out, I just got to work, like I was preparing for the apocalypse. I loaded the dishwasher, I threw in a load of laundry, I straightened up the house, I added groceries to my car and scheduled delivery, I stocked up my son's bin. I felt like I was racing the clock as my symptoms became stronger and stronger. And I went to bed that night knowing I would wake up feeling like shit. For the first day or two, I kept powering through, thinking, okay, I can do this. By the third day, I felt awful. And by the fourth day, I felt even worse. My anxiety was getting stronger as I wasn't seeing the light at the end of the tunnel the way I usually did at that point. And I went, when I woke up the next day, the day the migraine should have been gone, it wasn't gone. It went on for a total of six days. I was pissed. And even after that, I still didn't feel great. For the next five days, I was tired, like ran a marathon tired, not that I would know. And after those five days of exhaustion, I woke up with another one. In my latest session with my therapist, I told her that I was feeling out of control, that the inconsistency of my migraines was making me feel nervous and insecure. Because just when I thought I knew what to expect, everything was random now. She said to me, maybe this is a chance for you to learn how to go with the flow. I said to her, jokingly, haven't you been taking any notes about me? I'm the least go with the flow person you'll ever meet. She was laughing. I guess I have improved a little bit. I mean, I used to lie in bed at night, planning the following day down to the minute. When I would shower, when I would eat lunch, all the things that needed to get done, at what time, and how long it should take. And then when I didn't follow that schedule to a T, I would feel like a total failure. I want to be more flexible, but having no game plan or not knowing what to expect makes me anxious and uncertain. I've been teased and complimented and criticized for my color-coded schedules and organizational skills. But the reality is, and what I didn't come to learn for a very long time, is that structure keeps me safe. Predictability, consistency, routine, no surprises, no confusion, no uncertainty for me, thanks. And my son is exactly the same way. 
My husband got a text once from a close friend of ours. She wanted to surprise me for my birthday by flying in for the weekend. She wanted to show up unexpectedly and whisk me off to a concert. She wanted us to stay in a hotel for the night, all with no notice. He said, yeah, she would hate that. <laughs> Thank God she asked him first. He used to tease me when we were making plans. I would have a million questions about the logistics and the timeline, trying to micromanage every detail. And he would say, we'll just play it by ear, just to get a rise out of me. For the months leading up to his death, and for a good amount of time after, everything felt unpredictable. Our entire lives had changed, from everyday life in our home to our future without him. And my anxiety was out of control. I was breaking all the rules and saying yes to everything my son asked for. I was picking up drive through and buying expensive toys. I was making arrangements for friends to pick him up and drop him off while I was suddenly working full time. I was navigating a new life filled with grief and change and trying to prove that I could handle it all. At some point, it was time to try to bring some normalcy back to our lives. Survival mode was no longer serving us. It was causing more harm than good. I had to find a gentle way to get back to schedules and routines while still trying to be a little flexible and a lot realistic. It was a major challenge. The truth is, I'm used to doing most things myself. I've always been fairly stubborn and have never been great at asking for or accepting help. I've learned in the work that I've been doing that it feels scary to me to rely on other people, that I've been let down so many times that I'd rather not take the chance. I can run the house, I can pay the bills, I can cook and clean, I can take care of my son. But when I have a migraine, I feel beat down and helpless. I would love to have someone jump in and take over especially with parenting, to discipline him when I don't have the strength, to play with him when I don't have the energy, to make all the meals when I need to rest. The funny thing is, my husband was the worst caretaker there is. We had a running joke about it. When I would make him a sandwich, I would toast his favorite sourdough bread, mayonnaise on one side, spicy mustard on the other, I would add extra turkey with lettuce and tomato and sliced avocado. I would finish it with a little salt and pepper and cut it in half. And I would serve it with a pickle and some chips. If I were ever desperate enough to have to ask him to feed me, I would be lucky to get some turkey slapped onto two pieces of bread straight out of the fridge. No condiments, nothing on the side. And I'd have to beg for a glass of water. But there are days during a migraine attack where I would give anything for that dry turkey sandwich if someone would just make it for me. Because I've learned the hard way, our summer break schedule is almost exactly the same as our schedule during the school year. But nobody else I know does it this way. My son's friends text him at noon saying they just woke up. We meet up with friends in the afternoon or early evening that haven't eaten lunch yet. 
we eat dinner at 5.30 p.m. every night. After dinner at 6 o'clock, he goes into his room and plays online with his friends until around 8. During that time, his friends usually have to go because they have to eat dinner. And when it's time for him to shut it down and get ready for bed, they're all saying, what? But it's summer. It's not even late. But I do not care because what they don't see are the meltdowns and the attitude and all the drama that takes place when we are thrown off schedule. And that doesn't just mean him. I need structure just as much as he does. And trauma affects everything. Changes to the schedule, lack of sleep, and other unexpected surprises cause anxiety in this house. I had a close friend visiting from California this week. They were staying at one of the resorts across the street from us. So Friday, we met them at the beach for sunset. After the sun went down, we made our way to the pool in the hot tub. I knew it was getting late, but I decided to make an exception. I hadn't seen them in like three years, and it was great to catch up. At some point, I looked at my phone, and I saw that it was 9 o'clock. I knew I was going to pay for it, so I decided it was time to wrap it up. Plus, the pool was closing, and we were getting kicked out anyway. So we pulled our wagon home, got out of our wet clothes, and got settled into bed. We finally started to fall asleep around 10.45. Then the next morning, we had planned to go on a hike like we always do on Saturdays. But my son was tired and grouchy and mean. He was yelling at me about how unfair it was and how he didn't want to go. But I had been looking forward to it the whole time I had a migraine. In fact, I even put it on my list. I've been jotting down notes in my phone during my attacks of what I can learn each time around. What helps, what I can do differently next time, and the things I want and need to do as soon as it's over. Because when I'm in the vortex of bullshit, I can't even see straight. When I'm panicking or pissed off, all logic goes out the window. So first on my list was floating in the ocean. Next was going on a hike. And I also needed to read all my emails and other things I couldn't focus on when I was in pain. But here we were on this beautiful trail, my kid sucking the life out of my good time, making me feel anxious and grouchy. So yeah, I think for now, we'll stick to our schedules and routines as much as we can. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow my blog at mymessylittlelife.com and you can also follow My Messy Little Life podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, take good care. Aloha.